and welcome to Book Recos Between the Pages. I'm Jess. And I'm Lauren. And we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. And this week we're discussing Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, which is about creative living beyond fear. It's an incredibly unique self-help book, so we thought we'd give you some recos of books in this genre that we've previously enjoyed or learned from. It's a genre that can be very hit and miss, so hopefully today we'll help you to seek out some good ones. Guys, we're discussing Lizzie G once more. (laughs) And for those who haven't listened to last week's episode, well, firstly, go and have a listen to it but secondly that's elizabeth gilbert we're referring to there who we're pretty sure never calls herself lizzie g but there we go she's welcome to now though now that we've got the ball rolling for her (laughs) you can you can grab that lizzie g anyway (laughs) big magic i have been really keen to read this for such a long time and then i finally bought it in january this year but I still didn't read it, so I've only recently read it. But Lauren read it a few years ago, yeah, um, which is very unsurprising because it is very much her genre. So, Lauren, will you please hit it with a synopsis? Thought you'd never ask. So, Big Magic. Oh, my God, firstly, love this book so much, and I'm so excited that we're chatting about it today. So, it's all about how Elizabeth Gilbert looks into the insights into mysterious nature of inspiration. So, she asks us to embrace our own curiosity and let go of our needless suffering by showing us how to tackle what we most love and how to face down what we most fear. She discusses a lot of the attitudes and approaches and habits we need in order to live our most creative lives, which I'm sure many of us can resonate with, and balance between soulful spirituality and cheerful pragmatism to uncover what she calls the strange jewels that are hidden in each of us so it's all about finding new ways to challenge or to address the challenges whether they're in your work personal life or relationships or creatively and infuse more mindfulness and passion within your everyday lives basically and crack open a whole new world of wonder and joy it was really readable wasn't Mm -hmm. it yeah it's like written as though she has this like one huge idea and just has loads of thoughts about it. So has written these short little snappy chapters that are like parcels of knowledge that make up this bigger idea. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> makes it really hard to put down, if anything. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, what also makes it hard to put down is that it's a really fascinating concept, which is bit woo woo so just stick with me here but I pulled a quote from the book that I think might help kind of summarize what Lizzie G thinks about ideas and big magic so she says I believe that creativity is a force of enchantment not entirely human in its origins I believe that our planet is inhabited not only by animals and plants and bacteria and viruses but also by ideas ideas are disembodied energetic life form they are completely separate from us but capable of interacting with us albeit strangely ideas have no material body but they do have consciousness and they most certainly have will ideas are driven by a single impulse to be made manifest and the only way an idea can be made manifest in our world is through collaboration with a human partner 
It's only through a human's efforts that an idea can be escorted out of the ether and into the realm of the actual. Therefore, ideas spend eternity swirling around us, searching for available and willing human partners. How fascinating. So, yeah. She basically believes that like ideas are out there and it's up to humans to grab them and make them a reality. Would you say? Yes, definitely. Yeah. And then it got me thinking, imagine if I didn't grab the idea of starting book records when it came to me. <laughs> I know. Well, it wouldn't be us sat here today. It would be two other girls who had the same idea. Crazy. I wonder what they're like. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I mean, we might as well share. I know we've talked about how we always used to text each other being like, I've got a, got a book record for you. But then when we actually made our account, it was... Um, the beginning of the pandemic in its peak it was and obviously everyone lots of people were reading a lot more and I had lots of people asking me for book recommendations on my personal account because I was posting what I was reading over there and I just thought maybe I should just do this somewhere else because I'm probably annoying all the people that don't care what I'm reading and I thought I can't go it alone mm. Lauren do you want to do this <laughs> thing with me and I and- wish I had screenshotted your message from yeah, it was but something we've just texted probably too like, many times. Hell yeah. That's exactly the vibe. <laughs> and that was it. Straight away we created our spreadsheet, we were on it. <laughs> we did. And it was great. Like we had um I'm just so glad that you had that idea and you followed it through because look at where we are today. Mm-hmm. So I read this book for the first time when I was going through a breakup and I felt pretty lost and just lacking anything really creative or stimulating in my life and I'm not sure how but somehow this book landed in my hand so I gave it a read and I should caveat that I'm quite big into spirituality and manifestation so for me reading this book was like well it felt like reading magic but regardless of whether you're spiritual or not because Jess you're certainly not no but I think this book is great for just giving you a kick up the butt to stop making excuses for why you're not doing the things that you want to be doing. And after I read the book, I started making a list of the things that make me happy and feeling creative. And it's ultimately what gave me the courage to start my yoga teacher training. And I'm now a fully qualified yoga teacher. So it's like, that's just one example of how it can, it is a self-help book that does actually give you a bit of self-help. Um, and I'm actually going to read an extract from the book on page eight, which I think summarizes it perfectly. And it's a short chapter that's called Creative Living Defined. And she says, so this, I believe, is the central question upon which all creative living hinges. Do you have the courage to bring forth the treasures that are hidden within you? Look, I don't know what's hidden within you. I have no way of knowing such a thing. You yourself may barely know, although I suspect you've caught glimpses. I don't know your cap capacities, your aspirations, your longings, your secret talents, but surely something wonderful is sheltered inside you. I say this with full confidence because I happen to believe we are all walking repositories of buried treasure. I believe this is one of the oldest and most generous tricks the universe plays on us human beings, both for its own amusement and for ours. The universe buries strange jewels deep within us all and then stands back to see if we can find them. The hunt to uncover these jewels, that's creative living. The courage to go on the hunt in the first place, that's what separates a mundane existence from a more enchanted one. 
the often surprising results of that hunt, that's what I call big magic. And that basically, that's what the book's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love that it came, oh, oh hang on, the book <laughs> came to you at the right time. Like totally. Like an idea comes to you. Oh, totally. Wow. And I'm so on board all of that. Like I do think things find you when you need them most just like divine timing everything happens for a reason blah 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 yeah well I feel like we've shed some stellar quotes but like this book is not as um unattainable as it might sound Mm. so far it's actually like really real in parts and like she shares some really great examples and anecdotes one of which I really love she came up with this very niche idea for a book uh, and it was so niche like so many different genres in one and like set in a specific place and she was trying to write it and it just like never really came off so she just kind of let it go and around the time she let it go it arrived and Anne Patchett very incredible author grabbed the idea and it was later when they were talking they realized that actually it was the same book and around the time that one of them decided not to write it the other one wrote it and it was like so specific um Anne Patchett is really really fab she wrote Commonwealth which I really enjoyed it's about um two people who leave their marriages to join forces and they've both got lots of children in their current marriages so it's like the making of this wider family with all the children and it spans across decades and it like follows each of their lives it's so cleverly written Mm. it's just completely gorgeous Um, and I've also had the Dutch house by Anne Patchett on my TBR for so long and I finally got it because I received it for my birthday (laughs) so I'll be reading that shortly and I'm also 100% reading A State of Wonder which is the book that is talked about that was initially Lizzie G's idea and is now and Patchett's so just a yeah, little I, love for uh, Annie P <laughs> oh my god this needs to stop uh, um, yeah I think when she gave that example my mind was totally blown and I was like oh my god that is the, the idea she had for the book was just so 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 niche and random and for it then to her have stopped writing it and then Anne Patchett started writing it and they hadn't ever crossed paths before in their lives. No. Just so, so incredible, I think. And I also really liked the um, example, like the more, maybe more, um, not I don't want to say realistic, that's not the right, right word I'm looking for here, but more tangible example she has is how she got the idea for a, stri- a signature of all things, which... Um, I loved and I read after I read Big Magic because I was like oh now I want to to read this book because now I know how she got the idea for it and it gives you that sort of extra bit of texture when you're reading it and it was she got the idea from just pursuing an interest in gardening and then the more research she did into gardening and what grows where and when and seasonal gardening that's when she was like oh I've got an idea for a character who could be a botanist and um, that's what the whole of A Signature for All Things is about which is an incredible book um, but I mean anything by Lizzie G I think we've determined is incredible clearly I really loved as well how she started off talking about how she was a scared child because I still <laughs> am a scared child in fact I think I maybe I don't know how scaredy cat I was when I was younger but now like with age I've just got 
so much more fearful about things. So my family used to go skiing each year and genuinely each year my snowplows got bigger, like I ski slower. <laughs> I prefer cycling uphill because downhill is way too fast. I mean, I say that, I don't actually cycle. They say you never forget how to ride a bike and I think that's bullshit because... I hadn't ridden one for ages and then I went on holiday, signed up to a cycling tour and I just kept falling off. Really? You are the yeah. anonymally. Anonymally? Yeah. <laughs> don't know how to say but that But maybe word. it's because, maybe I did know how, but I had this fear yeah, that I was I going to fall off so I just kept like falling off. Yeah, exactly. Your mind was thinking too much about it. Well, yeah. I'm also, I was always very surprised of half the stuff you did when we were together in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lauren. I think because we, I was like, right, we're only here for seven days. We paid a lot of money. We took a long time flying here. Gotta get maximum yeah, ROI. Totally. Because <laughs> we were zip lining, quad biking, swimming with dolphins. And do you remember when we, um, we like jumped Are you going to talk about that rock? Yes, yeah. I actually feel physically sick every time I think about that. It was a 40 foot rock and we jumped off into the sea. Oh, and when I watch back the video, each time my stomach completely flips. And I always remember you had your GoPro on oh your wrist God. or something so we could film it. And because Pixar, it didn't happen, guys. Obviously. And then we got into the sea and you, I was like, we did it. Well done. And then you looked down at your wrist and your GoPro had gone. Oh, oh my God. God. That was a high and stress. Actually. Last episode, we talked about how you're not really a swimmer. And I, my GoPro had sunk to the bottom of the ocean. And it, was, it wasn't it was that like, the, I mean, the water's so clear there, we could see it, but it was really deep. It and was next very thing I know, Laura's just <laughs> dove down to the bottom of the ocean and picked up my GoPro and come back to the surface. Because... So I was like, you can't swim, what's just happened? Because, like, diving is basically drowning, right? So I was like, oh, and I could just a lot of do a big jump, drown to the bottom, grab the GoPro, because like you say, the water was so clear, and then bounce my way back up to the top. Nifty. Because we weren't that far from the shore either. Yeah. I mean, you are the daredevil between... I mean, literally daredevil. I can be like, to Lauren, do the cinnamon challenge, and she does it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but my just God. just generally, yeah. you're, you're the daring one of our duo. Yeah. But that was, wasn't always the case, because... When I was a kid, I was a total scaredy cat. I was such a fearful child. And do you remember birthday parties at Wacky Warehouse? Oh my God. Like everyone had their birthday there. Yeah, the best. And they had this big purple slide. I don't, do you remember it? I'm not sure. The drop slide. Yes. And I'm pretty yeah, sure it was branded by Cadbury's, which yeah. is like, you know. It's the dream that. slide. <laughs> And I wanted to go down it so badly, but I was always too scared. And I don't think I ever went down it throughout the whole, I don't know, 50 birthday parties that I had. We went to a wacky warehouse. Whereas as I've gotten older, I've become much more daring. And I guess that's what this book is about. It's we all have fear in in us and it's often fear which stops us from doing and going after the things we want. And she's saying that you just have to, it's not that you have to abolish all fear to do something creative. Um, She says the only fearless people she knows are sociopaths, which I'm inclined to agree with, (laughs) but you just need to let go of your fears surrounding your creativity and make the leap to just commit to something. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, an area I was like, you're speaking to me, Lizzie G. Now, now we're cooking. Now, in the words of Hastings, now, now we're, we're sucking diesel. 
But one thing she didn't get quite right mm. was um, her shit sandwich analogy. Because, I don't know, maybe it's a UK versus US thing, but in the UK, a shit sandwich is where you're giving someone something negative, you know, like negative feedback or yeah. criticism, or whatever, and you sandwich it with two positive things. Yeah. So in this instance, I guess my shit sandwich for Lizzie G would be, oh my God, loved your book. So thought-provoking, <laughs> so great. You don't understand what a shit sandwich is. I don't think you quite understand what it means. However... I did like your analogy of it and how it tied in with the rest of your book. So that's a shit sandwich. But Lizzie G talks about it in that if you love something enough, you're happy to eat the shit sandwich that goes along with it. Like that's all the bad stuff. Oh, that is disgusting. So I, I think what she means is shit toast because it's like the bread is the great idea and the thing you want to do, but it's got some shit spread on it. Like it's not a sandwich. She's got it wrong. She means shit toast. Or does she mean, you know, that saying like throw some glitter on a turd? Like, no. So what she's saying is like you're happy to take the bad because you love it so much. Who would do you're that? Getting, are you getting your poo analogies all muddled? Yeah, really. I think she is. <laughs> There's too. that other one like don't shit on your doorstep. There's I'm a lot of them. Done so that I can see too how many it can times. Be <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Lizzie. Um, another part that I really wished spoke to me like so many other bits did but just didn't because it was her chapter about dressing for creativity and luring it in by being so sexy <laughs> and in this work from home life I tell myself every day that I'm going to get properly dressed and I oh, don't yeah I don't one day I actually said right this is it I'm going to get dressed and I went over to my wardrobes took off my pajamas and then when I turned around and looked in the mirror I had genuinely put on Varley gym leggings and a fluffy jumper and looked at myself like what you actually tried today and you still haven't just because I wasn't wearing my pajama trousers <laughs> so I'd love to dress for creativity but I can't do you get dressed when you work from home <laughs> do I get dressed um if gym clothes and yoga clothes counts as getting dressed then yes sure I get dressed because that really helps you know if you put on your gym clothes then you're so much more likely to exercise later in the day because I'm already wearing it exactly especially because sports bras are so fucking tricky to get on I put them on in the morning so I'm like it's a workout in itself oh my god I'm like sweaty hot and bothered after putting it on so if I put one on in the morning I'm less likely this is going to sound so lazy but come the evening when I need to work out one of the things that will put me off is oh I need to put my sports bra on I don't want to so if I'm already wearing it I'm just I'm up and ready to go I yeah. mean they do say dress for the life you want or dress for the job you want don't they but I mean mm. I don't think that goes in lockdown yeah I'm sure that if you dress ready for the day then maybe you'll carry out better work but I just can't bring it upon myself I'm afraid yeah, if it's not elasticated, I don't I don't want it near me. Yeah, because one day we'll have to go back to an office oh and then I'll God. have wasted times when I could have been so comfy. Yeah, that is true. But also, how horrific is that thought of having to wear normal clothes again? Wear jeans God, every day. Big magic to get me to wear every yeah, to do that. day. Oh my God, that is a nightmare. An actual nightmare, I feel a bit sick let's not talk about it right I think we need to move on from this topic yeah I mean I've just slagged it off a little bit but I I genuinely tabbed so many pages in this book like wow love that love that so much so 
I this think is that reco. is a reco in itself that yeah. not just I loved this book, but if you loved it too, I think then that goes to show that there is something in this book that everybody will love because whether yeah. you're into spirituality, magic or manifestation, um, so long as you're open to the thought of those things, obviously you don't have to take everything she says word for word, but interpret it how you will. Yeah, and there is a little nugget in here for everyone. Um, mm. And it's not a uh, hard-to-read book. So, mm. reco from us, everybody. Um, and hearing you speak about how, like, the fact that I liked it clearly is a reco, I think we should chat about some of the other books that have um, actually managed to reach me too. <laughs> because, again, they've got to be good recos, right? Good thinking. Lauren, as our chief self-help book recoer, you can add that to your email signature if you would like. <laughs> Is it something to be proud of? Yes. <laughs> Help yourself. Absolutely. Sure, I'll take that. Will you please give us your first self-help book reco? Of course. So let me think. Earlier this year, I read how oh sorry solve your happy by mo gowder and he's an engineer and a chief business officer at google x and on paper it looks like he just had everything going for him in his life he had more money than he could ever have dreamt of and he was like reached the point where he was buying cars for fun because he was bored but he was miserable and then when his 21-year-old son went in t- for a routine appendectomy, he tragically died on the operating table. And obviously Mo's life just completely fell apart. And he applied his engineer's mind to creating a solution to finding happiness back in his life again, even though he's had this most horrific loss. Um, And I was actually lucky enough to hear Mo speak at a company meeting recently and at the start of the year and was just so totally blown away by his frame of mind and positive outlook. I mean, he's obviously suffered one of the greatest losses a parent or anyone can ever experience by losing his son. But he turned his pain into the most incredible journey by helping others and you know, his book's really unique because he attacks his depression with a very logical mind. So he examines like the formula for a happy life, which sounds very odd. But if you do have that very analytical way of thinking, it makes a lot of sense. And even to me, I don't have that analytical way of thinking, but it still was something that I really resonated with. So anyone who is feeling a little bit low right now or in need of something to help like to grip onto to help you find a bit more happiness into your life I would definitely say it's a great one to find some tangible solutions to reframe your current narrative did it make you sad reading it because obviously that's like a really Mm. horrific catalyst for the book yeah absolutely not like that's what I felt the book was so powerful at yes it had he mentions he's very upfront about what happened to him in his life early on but it's just something that he touches on and he says you know I've arguably gone through one of the most painful experiences a human can ever go through so if I can get through this with this 
formula, then I think anyone can get through it. And he focuses on the action as opposed to yeah, you know, focusing too much on the problem. I like that. Mm. Yeah, true. He's like, well, it works. Yeah, I've tried and tested it. Yeah, and he's Here like one of I'm the best it with you. engineers of our time. He's the most incredible businessman, and he's done an incredible amount of amazing stuff for Google. Um, so it's really, really inspiring to hear somebody so analytical and technical think more creatively. Emotionally. Yeah, yeah, and emotionally, that's the right word. Um, so Jess, what about you? Are there any books in this genre that you've particularly enjoyed? Yeah, mine are obviously less hard-hitting. Because um, <laughs> I'm a newbie in the genre. Well, you, um, you read Think Like a Monk, which we talked about in the last episode, didn't we? Or oh yeah, yeah, the Pandora before. episode, yeah, yeah. Which was I was like, let's just see this. Dip my toe in. <laughs> but my the one I'd like to reco is "Buy Yourself the Fucking Lilies" by Tara Schuster. I and, mean, ten out of ten for a book title and cover. It's really gorgeous. I'm currently holding it, but this is a podcast, so you can't <laughs> see. Um, I can see it in my mind, though. I know the cover <laughs> you're referring to. Um, but it's. So the kind of synopsis, if you will, is mm. that after waking up hungover on her 25th birthday and realising that she drunk dialed her therapist, oh God, Tara realises it's time to get her life in order. And so in this part memoir, part self-help book, she kind of collects all the different really simple ways to go about becoming a happy and stable adult. So oh. it's nothing profound. It's literally like how to be a decent human being and get by in life. 101. Decent human being from dummies. Yeah. Alternative like, title. Be, how to be stable. Like, <laughs> and that's like, you know, I can't deal with anything that's like really profound and asks you to do all these crazy things I'm gonna put that down but this was just like really easy tangible things yeah like um there was one chapter what have I I'm mean, holding it there's a tab here let's see what I tabbed at the time of reading oh okay it's hype men road warriors and those you must avoid and it's like really simple it's like okay you've something really great happens to you mm-hmm. who are you telling something really bad happens to you who are you telling and like being or you need some advice who are you telling are you going yeah. to your hype men who you know that whatever you say are going to think it's a really great idea yes. or always look at the positive okay you're going to your road warriors who are going to give you actual helpful feedback and you know advice mm-hmm. or are you, i've just closed the book what were the other one but the other oh, is those you must avoid <laughs> or those that aren't going to be helpful or are jealous of your whatever yeah. it's like it's it's actually very simple but she she kind of says like look if you already have these lists you don't have to write them down they can yeah. just be in your head but you're going to get better results if you're going to the right people definitely like, you might you know it might be really easy if you just go to the same person for everyone because you're really close to them but if they aren't going to be helpful and they're, they're your hype man yeah <laughs> like as nice as that is that you know they're always going to be excited you're not going to progress so it's just really simple and easy and because it's part when it's fucking hilarious um and also i love that you just open to a random bookmark and instantly you remember just from the title what the learning of that chapter was and that i think is a really good sign of a self-help book that's actually provided you with help because you were able to really succinctly recall what the learning was there well done tara schuster you Reach Jess. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, 
I, I was about to say, have you got any others for us, Lauren? I know you do. Of course do I do, share. but which one do I share? <laughs> um, I always like to start my year with some self-helpy style books. Oh, you do? I do, yeah. I don't think I've ever clocked that until right now, but I remember in January you read loads. I did, yeah. And not because... I'm not the sort of person who buys into like these fresh starts in January, but I do think it's like a nice time in the year to... Um, look at maybe like the ways that you the positive changes you want to make in your life and not focus on the negative like what are the things I need to you know give up what are the things that I can change to broaden my mindset so I, I you should write a self-help book I mean I'm working on it <laughs> um, so I read Fern Cotton's book Speak Your Truth um, and I really really loved it actually I wasn't sure I would um but it just felt so personal from her and very relatable and it really did actually feel like the way it's written it felt like you're just sitting down with a friend who's got nothing but your best interests at heart um so it's a book that I've actually recommended to quite a lot of my friends who are going through like job changes or feeling like they're in a job that they aren't thriving in not loving because it's a really great book to read when you need to reevaluate your perspectives and she says what what she means by that is speak your truth when you're doing something that's out of line to what your truth is so you're in a job that doesn't give you any joy um so there are all we've all got things in our life where we're maybe not authentically aligned with our own truths so it's a really great way to reframe that but also she wrote this but this book at the start of the pandemic last year or maybe she was like a few chapters in and then the pandemic just hit so there's a big focus on what um learnings she has had from the pandemic and there's like chapters in it on just reminding yourself of what you need to be grateful for today so at the end of each chapter she asks questions and one of the chapters was write a list of all the things that you're grateful for today which I know doesn't sound like a it can feel quite twee but I think it does it can be really powerful to actually make a list of um what you're grateful for right now to remind you that not everything's really bad it might just be one area of your life that you're not satisfied in um and she actually wrote down her list and I think she remembered like she wrote something along the lines of um the NHS need clapping every day not just during a pandemic which is something I think we can all probably sympathize with at the moment that yes we ought to clap at the time but like what are we doing now to make sure that we're still grateful showing our gratitude to um the nhs and what's the word i'm looking for don't know lauren you've said gratitude that seems to do the job it does doesn't it so it's just a really empowering read i guess and looks into why we do the things yeah it sounds Yeah, yeah definitely to so that's a reco. If maybe you're not so satisfied with some, like one particular area in your life and you want to analyse it at, from the perspective of what your own truth is and sort of un- uncovering what your authenticity is in that area. Oh, I like that. Hmm. And the cover's really gorgeous. I mean, it's also 
It's also a factor, let's not lie. Yeah, it's got to be taken into account. <laughs> um, okay, I might borrow that from you. And also, I think, it's, I mean, it can be difficult writing about the pandemic just because everything has completely changed. Of course, like you're going, we've got the time to like dedicate time to things we really care about. But yeah. if life goes back to normal, yeah, it will be interesting to see, hang on, does this still apply? Because I actually don't have time to bake a banana bread every day because I'm, I'm now commuting like you you know things you think about so it'd be interesting if you like read it in a few years time yeah that's a good point yeah okay I've got one that it is quite um it's definitely not airy fairy it's like to the point if you want the advice you read this you take it <laughs> and it is by Sarah Aquasombi and it's the money is coming and I followed her on my personal Instagram as one of the many interiors accounts that I follow um, but she's also the founder of the noble business school um, and she's just fucking cool <laughs> and as we touched on earlier in the episode, you're big on manifestation and I've never really known it as a thing yeah. until you've drilled it into me. So I was like, all right, well, she's really big on manifesting money. Yeah. It's this book, The Money Is Coming. And so I was like, right, let's give it a read. Lauren loves to manifest. I think Sarah's <laughs> cool. Let's go. And it's really interesting. Like, it's not as simple as being like, I want to win the lottery mm. and winning it, which... I have written on a manifesting list. I thought, well, if I don't write down, it's never going to happen. So I'm going to write it. It's literally in my drawer right here. But again, this is not a visual podcast. I don't have to show you. Um, But it's... Right, I've got... I've tabbed this page. Let's see what it is. And I think it it can't... Yeah, I thought it would be this one. So at the beginning, she's kind of trying to like debunk everyone's thoughts about money because it has so many negative connotations. Yeah. Like this one here is the media. And she says, cast your mind back to every movie you've ever watched that has a particular focus on money. And so she says that there's like generic negative characters. So for example, the greedy person Mm. who gets rich fast and then takes loads of drugs and fuck up their life. And that's like Wolf of Wall Street, Scarface. And then there's the bad parent. So it's someone that's like chosen business over family yeah. and how that's so negative. The too busy businesswoman. Oh my God. <laughs> Her example is eat, pray, love. We're back to Lizzie G. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> Honestly, again, if this was a visual podcast, I would show you. That's so funny. Um, the con artist, catch me if you can, like, the, you know, uh, yeah. you, you know, he got, you nearly got away with it. Like, you know, I mean, like it's not that bad. And so she's just kind of debunking all these crazy things. It's and really then she good teaches point. you, yeah. And then she also goes on to like teach about saying no to things and how actually, like, you know, you don't have to settle for a price if actually you think you're worth more or your time is worth more. Yeah. My friend once gave me a card. And on the card, it said, know your worth, then add tax. And I genuinely <laughs> think about it all the time. I love it. Um, and another bit which I really needed, which was how to accept compliments, because I'm the first one when someone's like, oh, I like your dress. You'd yeah. be like, thanks, Topshop, October 2019, um, 30 pounds. Like, I got of it in the like, sale. Yeah, instead of just being like, thanks. Thank you, full stop. <laughs> Smile. Like, they mm. don't care. No, exactly, so, you feel the need to justify it. Yeah. Yeah, like I was at a wedding on the weekend and someone's like, I really like your dress. And I was like, oh, thanks. It was like a last minute outfit choice. Like, why couldn't I just say thanks? Thank you. Like, it's so yeah. weird. Um, I think, so it was good. I think as well, like the a whole 
thing with manifestation is it's really just a reframing exercise yeah. of how you reframe your relationship with money like by looking at all the things you've been exposed to in the media around money and the negative connotations around money that you've ingrained into you you need to change all of that to be coming at it from a place of I deserve this that's exactly it and then you apply that to everything, to everything. exactly you can look at it in all areas of your life your job your relationships your money career yeah, like everything. I deserve to win the lottery a friend once <laughs> told me you have to play the lottery to win the lottery Lauren I've got a direct debit set up do you yeah I've had it set up for years and every time I get an email like you've won I'm like frantically checking this is it this is my moment <laughs> and I'm like where are we going on holiday and then I've won like three pound fifty yeah yeah. It's a real roller coaster. Damn. But I'm in, I'm in it to win You're it. You're in it to win if it. You That's the main thing. You can achieve. So I'm definitely going to win it at some point. Okay. I, I believe <laughs> you. And yeah. I and I want some royalties in it. Yeah, that's the thing. I deserve to win it because I'm going to share. You would. You're I a work good for sharer. charity. I'm a very charitable person. So You are. You're one of is, five sisters. So you've got to be a sharer. Yeah, you learned gotta it. be a Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so yeah, it was um, love that it was no no bullshit. Yeah, straight approach. That, love it. So they might have been very sweary, both of my records, but that's great. Yeah. You, you need to tell it how it is, and it was interesting to you know read about money because um, it's not a topic that I read that much about. Well, until <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our next read. Yeah, which I've now picked up off my page. I don't know if you can hear me flicking the pages. I'm not the best at sound effects. I should stop doing them. We learned that last episode. Yeah, and we also don't have video, so just a third reminder. But we are both reading this one, aren't we? We are indeed. You want to? It's Think Like a Breadwinner by Jennifer Barrett. And I love that it's all of these, oh, actually, bar one, are written by women. Women are so helpful, that's why. Mm-hmm. So, Think Like a Breadwinner, which we're both reading at the moment, well, we've just both started, haven't we? Explores yeah. how women can earn more and worry less. And, I mean, in a sentence, what's not to love about that? <laughs> <laughs> earn more, tick, worry less, double tick. Um, so, the book describes it as a new kind of manif- manifesto for the working woman. Um, which is a blueprint for dismantling the subconscious beliefs and institutional biases that stop women building our own wealth and pursuing our full earning potential and achieving the lives that we truly want. So again, I mean, we've only just started touching on this one, but it again feels like it's coming from that reframing perspective. Yeah, I've just read the a bit on the back and it says women are the main breadwinner in one in four households in the UK and yet mostly we're still not brought up to think like breadwinners so it is it's that thinking that Wowza. is what it is um, we, were, we should say we were gifted these by yeah. Bluebird Books um, and it comes out on the 10th of June so it's out it's out now yes um, indeed and yeah we're, we're really it's like it's empowering to just be reminded that you are responsible for your own future so it's about making choices based on those desires and then it kind of tracks what it will take to get there financially like what, mm. what work are you going to have to put in so again it's 
not airy fairy it's it's a book for doers i love this self-help for dummies this one is this <laughs> That's episode why i love it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dummy slash Jess. Um, so yeah, we'll look out for our review of that one at some point. But so far, I think we're both enjoying it. We've texted each other a few times like, oh, have you got to this page yet? How interesting yeah. was that? So, always a good sign, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> always a good sign. And it's fun to read a self-help book with you, who's read more than me. And like, <laughs> interesting to see like what we've both picked up on as yeah. well. Because we work in like very different industries. And so, yeah, true. <laughs> We're giving you a chance to win a June Books That Matter box, which celebrates pride and queer narratives. You can see full details on our Instagram at bookrecos and what's inside. And there are two ways to enter. So if, like me, you get your podcasts on Apple, then subscribe, leave a rating and review, and make sure you use your Instagram handle as your nickname on the review. And if, like me, you listen on Spotify or anywhere else, then follow the podcast and share a screenshot on your Instagram story and tag at bookrecos so we can count your entry that way. Entries for the June box are open until the 28th of June and the winner will be announced on our Instagram on June 30th. Remember, if you're listening to this at a later date, you won't be entered into this month, but good news, it's a monthly competition so you can re-enter to win the current month's box. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>